0: Ghost Maps Entry 4 Polytechnic He's earlier than me When I arrive He's already seated at a table With his plate of Cha Kui Tiao Almost completely finished And a half-filled glass of Te Alia Sitting next to him He introduces himself as Ben Then apologizes Gesturing to the stack of worksheets In front of him With a red pen in his hand He says that he doesn't get much time to himself these days. Between teaching at a polytechnic and taking on tuition classes during his off days and marking and all the other admin stuff that comes with this role, he explains that he's had to be quite precious with his time. I ask him why he's agreed to meet with me then, since he's always so busy. I've been too sceptical, he says. Well, I tell him that a healthy dose of disbelief can be a good thing. He agrees, but says that after a while, he felt like he was deceiving himself. I'm skeptical, but I'm not a disbeliever, he adds. I've read about these kinds of things, and I know that acceptance of them as a norm is only just the first step to something worse. He tells me that he used to work at a different polytechnic than the one he works at now. That's where a couple of incidents happened. I tell him to start from the beginning. Bennett finished up an all-day workshop one Friday evening. He'd reach his car when he realised that he was supposed to leave the classroom keys at the main office. He grumbled to himself for a bit. Ben decided to just drive up to the guard post and leave his keys there instead. When he reached the guard post, the guard was about to head out for a cigarette. Ben decided to join him. The guard, a young Chinese guy, joked around with Ben. He was inappropriate, but clearly harmless, Ben recalls with a cringe. Asked me if any of my female students were cute, but also backed away in a slight panic when I pointed out with a straight face how inappropriate their question was. Eventually, they finished a cigarette and were heading back to the guard post. Ben passed the guard the keys to the classroom and when the guard saw what block the keys were from, he gave Ben a huge grin and asked if he wanted to see something scary. Ben said sure, and figured it'd be just some creepy corner near the guard post. Instead, the guard invited Ben into the guard post itself. There, the guard directed Ben's attention to the computer that linked up to all the CCTVs in the school. Under the archives, there were a few different folders. One of them Ben noticed, was labelled students having sex in staircases. Ben asked the guard about it, and the guard immediately freaked out. He said it was for investigative and legal purposes, Ben says, and adds with a laugh. He looks too worried to be lying, especially after what he had said to me earlier. The guard then directed Ben's attention, instead to a folder that was labelled Not with a name, but just with an ellipsis. Block E8, right? The guard asked Ben again. Ben only nodded. The guard opened the folder and scrolled down a list of video files before finding the one he was looking for and clicked it open. The video showed a lift landing area on one of the floors of block E8. They all were laid out in pretty much the same way. No matter what level you're on, four sets of four classrooms, with the elevator in the middle. At first, there didn't seem to be anything unusual about the video. And Ben was about to leave when the guard told him to just wait. And then he saw it a pair of feet dangling in front of the camera. The feet were pale, seemingly bloodless. Ben realized that they were floating away from the camera. And then he saw the legs and then the hem of a dress. Not a school uniform, just an ordinary old-fashioned dress, maybe from the 80s or the 90s. Ben couldn't see her face. It was obscured by her hair. Her neck seemed twisted at a weird angle, but he couldn't be too sure. From what little he could tell, she seemed young, maybe in her late teens or early 20s. The girl continued floating backwards till she's almost to the opposite wall. That's when the guard switched to another video file. He told Ben that this was in a neighboring area within the same block. And out from one of the walls came the girl again, still floating. And she just kept floating, till she seemed close to hitting the second camera. And then she was gone, disappeared. The guard closed the video file, stared at Ben with a big grin on his face. Ben was impressed, but not in the way the guard thought. See, we have an animation department in our school, Ben says, smiling at me. I ask him if it looked like doctored footage. He says he couldn't tell. He'd seen some of those kids do amazing things with animation, so he wouldn't rule it out. I ask him about the other incidents. Nothing so dramatic, honestly. He says a cleaning auntie telling me about door slamming, Locking by themselves in the toilet. Another kid claiming to have seen a body hanging in a lecture hall. Lots of uh, second-hand accounts. I ask him whether he's experienced any personally. He says he actually doesn't know. Then pauses. His expression, not so much one of fear, but one of uncertainty. Uncertainty. Ben had been working late again. He was in a staff room alone when he heard a squeaking sound. He stood up and saw a chair spinning by itself. He sat back down and brushed it off as best as he could. Pranked, he reasoned. was something wrong with the chair's swivel, maybe. Or really just another teacher around that he didn't see but the squeaking got louder. He stood up again and saw that the chair was spinning faster and faster until finally it slammed into one of the partitions. Ben packed his stuff and left. While waiting for the lift though, he remembered what the guard had shown him. He looked back at the closed staff lounge door and looked up above him. Just in time, to see a foot disappear into one of the walls. Ben tells me that this was a year ago. He chalked it up to everything from a play of light to his overactive imagination. The fact is, I quit not long after and moved to a different polytechnic to work. He adds quietly. He asks me what I think so I ask him in return how he feels about talking about this he pauses then says more confidently that he feels safer I tell him that's his answer if you want to discover more Southeast Asia's other side subscribe now